Hey, remember to subscribe and follow my podcast so when I release a new episode, you get a notification. And follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. I am very active on there. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. Okay, let me go to the toilet for one second, Kate, okay, and I'll continue. Wait there. <laughs> So, um, what what is the the sex drive? What was the question? Yeah, like if are are you insinuating that if you have a sex drive, you're in disharmony with yourself? No, right? So the sex drive is it's connected, but it's not relevant to what I was speaking about. Drive. It's two different things. It's just how I understand. When I speak, it's how I understand. I get cross thoughts and stuff. So, what I'm saying is that. I believe a drive comes from disharmony of thoughts in the first place. So if you, for example, all cows are congregate towards cows and all sheep would go towards sheep. If a farmer picked up a cow and put it in a field full of sheep and he looked over to the other field and saw cows, he'd feel disharmony and the drive would be to go into the other field. So he fits in with the cows, mm-hmm. right? So any movement or whatever, it's just you're aligning your thoughts at that moment, for example, right? For example, if um, gay marriage was allowed, then that wouldn't be your that wouldn't be your drive to change it because it's right. it doesn't exist. It's relevant. But for example, if you're a black person and you saw police brutality, you wouldn't like that. You're now in disharmony. So the drive is to make it harmony, which is rules to stop it from happening. So that cow's drive is to go to the field. Sex drive, for example. It's I'm simply saying that we have a drive to move towards something. And when we get it, we feel content. So when a guy ejaculates after sex, he feels content. It just so happens that that sex drive builds up again. That's just that's a separate thing. A sex drive builds up. But a drive for money or rules, regulations, once you've got it, it's almost like the law's written. That's it. It's set in stone forever. Sex drive comes back. So it's not the same. It's relevant, but it's not the same. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, and I feel like those drives you're talking about refer more to, like, the 3D experience versus, like, the timeless spiritual experience, which sex drive is related to. That's more of, like, our spiritual nature. Um, so that makes sense. Well, I'm a deep thinker, right? And so I analyze things just beyond necessary, right? But what I was thinking is that um, when... For example, right, there's people with, with a low libido without a sex drive. And it's like, well, why is that? And it's like, if you're in motion like a car, you've got an alternator in a car. When you're moving, it would charge the alternator, which charge the battery, and you're in flow. When you're hunting for, for say, a mate, you're in that continuously thinking 
getting it, thinking, getting it, thinking, getting it. But at some point you wanted it and you didn't get it. So you stopped thinking about it. And so therefore you're not thinking about it. And it's almost like a seed underground that's not getting sun and water. It's there, but it's not got the right conditions to blossom. So how do you like get someone's sex drive back? Well, it's like, what is a sex drive? It's thinking about something and getting it. I want a cigarette. I smoke it. I want to have a bag of crisps. I have a bag of crisps. I want to go to the cinema. I go to the cinema. I want sex. I get sex. But people, for example, who think it and don't get it, they put that thought to bed. Or they don't crave it. They don't have the thought originally. Because that craving comes from, you know, reward, thinking. It's like a dog. You throw a bone, it comes back. You throw a bone, it comes back. If you don't throw a bone, that dog's not there. And sex is a specific thing that I try to understand because I look at everything and I see you see porn, you see escorts, you see sex, you see marriage, you see love. And you, you put it all together as one thing because you see glimpses of sex and marriage and in different things. But each different thing is relevant to that thing. It doesn't all come together like marriage, sex and love all the time. Thought, receive, thought, receive. I want sex. I want this. It doesn't come together at once. But yet you see it all in different dynamics. So you think, okay, that person's married. They get sex and love. This person's married, sex and love. But that's like happens once out of, say, three weeks. But you see it. It's almost like when you see two couples having a great time holding hands. You want that. But it's like, how often do they hold hands? How often do they go out? There's arguments, not even having sex. So you try and put it together as one thing, but it doesn't exist. And for example, I've always wanted to say love and sex and this harmonious relationship. Never had a relationship. And I tried to understand why, because I wanted this perfect dynamic of everything in one go, because I saw it in different parts of people. And so you seek this one relationship with holding hands and love and sex, but it doesn't exist. And then I realized sex doesn't exist in the animal kingdom the lion will go for days and weeks and months before he mates and then he won't mate for a long time so to think that we can get sex and we think about it doesn't exist right because it, it doesn't if you look at a pack of animals there's say 10 cows male and say i don't know six female cows they're not all fucking in one go the bigger the cow has control and dominance over all the females so all the nine cows aren't getting horny because they know the minute they try and mount that cow the big cow comes in and dominates so those say nine male smaller cows they're not thinking of mounting because they're not gonna the big cow charges them out the way so these nine people lose their these nine cows lose their libido because they can't they, they think about it and they can't get it so these yeah. nine male cows aren't sexually active because the only cow that's sexually active is the big one so in a group of people you say it's humans, one person will get the sex because he's the good looking guy, he's the dominating guy. Nine of those men aren't getting sex. So you look at it like that. You've got, say, 100 people, say 10 are getting sex, 90 are not. So that's 90%. 7 billion, for example, people are not getting sex on the planet. 1 billion are. Why? Because they're dominant they are taking charge they're good looking the better looking person the bigger the bigger the cock whatever so they get it okay so now you put each person as an individual the individual lion that takes months and weeks to find a mate he's not having sex for say you know months and weeks pack people humans in a, in a group one person's having sex the better looking guy all the other guys are not 
So no one's actually having sex. It's almost like media is penetrating all this sex and love and Tinder and dating. So we want it. And then we, we don't understand why we can't get it. And then we get frustrated. And we get sex toys. And then we watch porn. And then we buy escorts. And then we like get in the sex, but we're not getting the feeling and the emotion. So we're confused. So it's almost like we want this thing, which in reality doesn't exist. Sex happens when it happens in that moment. If you meet somebody and you both horny, you're fucking and that's it. It's almost like, I want it again because I got it once. So I want it again. No, you were lucky to get that. It's almost like seeing a shooting star. You want to see shooting stars all the time. That star happened when it happened. Embrace it. Don't expect it to happen, you know, next week. Don't when you see like a full moon eclipse. Don't expect it to happen like next week. It happens every once every blue moon. That line comes across a female. They mount. No one is having sex. It simply doesn't exist. It's almost like sex is man-made in the way that we want it. Well, I would call that the way we want it is love. And that's what's lacking in those interactions that doesn't exist. I feel like the sex exists. It exists in the animal kingdom and it exists all around here in all those types of scenarios you described. Like sex is there and they sell it and people go after it and pay for it and they can get it. But what it doesn't exist is love in those situations. And love is not something that can be sold and easily you know, just manifested. You have to be love in order to receive love. And then it's also something that is sacred and it's not just going to be something you can find anywhere. You don't always, you don't even find that. I mean, I think animals can vibrate at that, but I don't think that's what they're having. They're having sex. I think what we are able to have as luckily a human species and an evolved consciousness is love i think you can have love and feel love towards animals and other all living beings without sex um but so i think that's my how i see the differentiated between the two and i also think sex when you just have it without love is feels meaningless and that's why you constantly need to have or search for more of it or try to get like pay for more money for it or you get frustrated and and annoyed and constantly in this cycle of trying to get after it and you get stuck in that but you're not going to get out of it until you realize it's more it's you need to be looking for love it's almost like in energy terms spiritual terms all energies that are the same have already come together so you could say that's love and sex because we're humans with different energies you're trying to have you know, the male and the female mating whilst in harmony spiritually and we're all mating with each other so we look different and we're all from different tribes our belief systems are different so you're trying to c- connect all the triangles and the squares and all the circles together in like a shape block thing and you can't but it's interesting because when you think about the typical marriage right let's just say half the world's married half marriages end up in divorce how many people in a marriage have sex you could say say typically not many, for example. Obviously, it's, it's different, but you could say not many, okay? So you could say half the world who are married aren't having sex, right? Then you look at the other half, the, the, the individual person who who's, doesn't have a love and a spiritual relationship with themselves, so they can't have it with somebody else. And they're not having sex unless they force it or they buy it. So they're not having sex. So 50% of the individuals aren't having sex unless they buy it or force it. The other half is married. Half of the marriage is ending in divorce. So the other 25% of those 50% that are married 
aren't really having sex because of that balance between kids and mortgages and the stress and libido. And so really, if you divide that into people, as I said, there's 8 billion on the planet. You could say, say, 500,000 people are having sex regularly with that love. So really, no one's having sex because you need that spiritual connection, which no one's got because we're all spiritually all over the world. Like you're in Canada. I don't connect to people like us around the corner. So it's almost like I have to fly to Canada to find that connection. And the reality is that's going to cost a lot of money. And my family's here. And then you've got to come and see them every Christmas, which costs money, which means you need a job to pay for the flight. It's fucking, it's all fucked, right? So this thing about we want sex because we see it, but it's an illusion because the reality is who is having sex in a loving, harmonious relationship? I would, I would bank like not even 1% because of the factors you need to have loving spiritual connection with sex. It's like 1%, no joke. It yeah. literally is 1%. Obviously, I don't know the math specifically, but it is... And if you break it down to what I've said, the individuals and the marriage and how many marriages are in harmony versus the ones that are, it's like, once you put the kids to bed, now you can do it. But it's just like the stress. It is sad. It's really sad. And I have some theories about that too, because I'm a, I grew up in a conservative Catholic family. And so, I mean, I've always had a problem with this, but I think with this conversation, it, has a lot to do with why so many people are not having sex or not having love and not, you know, manifesting the true, like, connection with themselves and with others that they should be. It's because masturbation is suppressed, self-love is suppressed, um, even speaking about it and doing it. Um, I honestly think that is a like, I don't know if that's the one thing it stems from, but I really do think that the lack of conversation about masturbation for men and women um, is a huge problem. And the fact that it's, people are being told not to do it and it's looked at negatively is like a huge problem. And I don't talk about this a lot because it doesn't come up as often, but it's something that I'm actually so passionate about because I, I, I know from personal experience, but I can't say how the human species in general, I haven't done my research, but I think if, like, at a young age, people are drawn to masturbate, and I think that they should be doing that and be, have conversations, parents and families should be having conversations that this is normal, this is okay to do this, do this on your own time, privately, um, but express that love, express that feeling, it's natural and it's innate, and when they learn that that's okay and not something to be shunned, um, and then also, though, learning that you treat yourself with respect and love and you take care of yourself, that's how you should always treat others. And and just, like, instilling that knowledge and also, you know, knowledge of respect and love for others is definitely something that needs to be, you know, really stressed upon. And also just, like, not shunning it because that's why I think, you know, I think not there's many reasons, but I think low libido has to do with never doing that i've met so many women who said they've never masturbated and they're in their 20s or their 30s and i find that so upsetting because they're robbing themselves of that intimate relationship with themselves that um that whole that's a huge relationship that should be fostered and built and cared for over many years and that leads to i think self-confidence it leads to um you know just a stronger 
foundation. And when you have a strong foundation, you can have a strong relationship with every single person that you meet. And that's what's lacking. Everyone's personal foundation is fucking lacking. Okay, um, it's been an hour. I want to save this next conversation for another podcast because this is a, a very interesting topic, which I am passionate about as well. So we'll save my response for next time. Quickly plug any website, social medias you want to plug right now, whatever your Instagram, whatever. Oh, sure. You guys can follow me, Mo Corvo. Um, it's spelled M-O-C-U-E-R-V-O-O as a joke, Cuervo. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much for having me on. This is awesome and insightful and very cool. Okay, I'm going to press stop right there and I'll say goodbye. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have many more for you to listen to, so go back and have a look at the old ones. Also, make sure that you have subscribed and notifications are turned on so you know when I've released a new one. Follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. Have a great day.